So no one told you life was gonna be this way. <laughs> your job's a joke, you're broke. Your love life's DOA. That's you. I don't, oh, oh, yeah. It's like you're always stuck in second gear. <laughs> when it hasn't been your day, your week, your month, or even your year, but... I'll be there, I'll be for, there for you. you. When the rain starts to pour, I'll be there, be for, there you. for you. Like I've been there before. I'll be there, be for, there you. for you. Cause you're there for me too. To... <laughs> that that was that was I'll be there for you by the Rembrandt saying that so we don't get strike. Good AMP <laughs> mga mamser. You're listening to the Circus Accurate podcast, the podcast where shit happens. And I am here with fucking unfamiliar face singing in the key of whatever letter that was is the new co-host of the show you're gonna have to get used to seeing this turd everywhere now introduce yourself oh hi guys i'm uh Rachel Pappas. fuck no 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 just, oh, go, just go just go just go yeah um so i've been taking game i'm taking currently in college taking game dev where oh, the game dev in uh, in College is there, South Daniel. Where's that? So, that's uh, literally across uh, Taf Main. It's also known as Taf. Where the fuck is Taf Main? Yeah, I'll have you know that it, you know we have an international audience. Ah, uh, Lasal Main, Philippines. It's in Lasal near Taf. Oh, you're Filipino too. Why is it that Kobe knows so many Filipinos? Huh? I wonder. I think I met you a long time ago. Um, in high school, right? Before. Did we? I don't remember. Well, you you meet a lot of people. I wouldn't be surprised. My, I had an econ teacher. I had this really stupid econ teacher who said, "Life is the people you meet." That was lesson one. That was lecture one. There was no, there was no deeper meaning to it. It was just that life is the people you meet. I also had an econ teacher. I think he said the similar thing. Um, he said, "Remember, I chose to be. I can choose to be rich if I want to." What does that mean? I don't know. He, we, we after that, we, all of us already didn't believe him. I, I, I don't. Believe him. I don't either. Is is that it? Is that all you do? Is that is that all you're all, you're about, Tevis? Tell you. Is that all you are? Yeah, I'm sorry. Kind of, I'm nothing much right now, but you know, <laughs> I'm learning now. Currently, art also, you know, art's pretty fun. Flex. Huh. Yeah. What do you mean? Huh? <laughs> you're 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 on art scholarships. No, no not yet. Link linker pixel. Plug your shit. I don't have a pixel anymore. I closed it. Why? We call that simply because we, I didn't feel like I was worthy enough, so I closed it for a while temporarily. That's how you know that you're gonna fail as an artist if you doubt yourself. You don't put just put yourself out there. Don't give a shit, dude. Like. I'm no good yeah, at I'll mine. make one. I'll make one soon. I'll make one soon. Are you going to make a new one? Yeah, I'm going to make a new one. I have to delete everything. <laughs> like, I, I've, seen, I, I, I've seen artists who are, like, way worse than you be 10 times more successful than you right now. <laughs> that's a that's a well, back, that, that's a backhanded compliment, I know, but <laughs> that's, a, that's like a that's like a backslap, man. Like, like a, I, I know artists who are genuinely, like, trash, who are somehow, like, Getting like commit like three commissions a day, and they're fucking bad. 
You know, I think that really depends because like on some artists and I noticed that there are a lot of artists nowadays. Um it really depends on the artist's aesthetic when they do commissions. That's what I heard. Oh uh, where where did you get your scholarship again? Scholarship? Uh I haven't gotten it technically I haven't gotten it yet. I just need to What do you call that? What's the name of the university? I forgot already. You um, forgot the school where you got a scholarship to. A full fully paid full scholarship and you don't know what school it is. No, I, I know I forgot. I'm gonna Wait, fucking choke you. UBC. Oh what? <laughs> it's UBC, UBC. What does that mean, yo? Wait, let me type that again. What's that full name? Uh um, it's rhetorical. I'm asking for the sake of the audience. I know what it means. University of British Columbia. Who oh, where is that? Is that in is that is, is that in Colombia? Where is that? Oh, in Canada, you know. Wow, damn! And you're here in the Philippines. Okay, you made a you made a choice. Stick by your choice. It's okay. Are you going to do another degree or a master's in arts? Mm, when I actually, yeah, I will. And you're gonna get MFA. Any pay? Yeah, definitely. Masters in fine arts. Not me. I wasn't gonna take masters anymore. I was. I think I had a better decision. Oh, you're now. you're doing double double degree, double bachelor. Yeah, better. Yeah, that's better honestly for me. The, I was the double, of taking double marketing along with uh, double art. bachelors will take long. That's the, that's the thing about it. You know, like you can just minor in marketing and do a masters. It's gonna be shorter, shorter tenure, and you get more authority. Is that so? I mean, cause you know. About in uh, having two bachelors is good in a practical sense, but it's very limited. I I mean, in my experience, I think the only successful people with double bachelors are the people who end up in business, as in startups and things like that. Oh, that's that's actually true. Like it, it, like having double bachelors makes it easy for people to hire you because it's make it implies you're versatile. But if you're talking about authority in a specific field, then master's is the way to go. And not to mention, double degrees, four years, five, sometimes three, if it's a trimester. But if you're doing master's, it's like two years tops. Uh, but for me, personally, I don't think... Uh, I hear that some some of my profs told me that taking a master's... You don't really need to take a master's in... Um, in the art course because in the end of the day i don't see the point because if it's a mission based there's you're they're gonna look at your portfolio 80 percent of the time so that's the thing oh people who take masters in arts usually do it for exposure uh because it's it's it's, it's networking because that means if you are and not and if you are in that title of authority right um mm. it gives you access to be able to, to talk to people network better have better connections build up your capital as an entre- as a self entrepreneur, stuff oh. like that. It's like that, you know. It's like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not here in Japan to learn shit. I'm here in Japan to uh, take advantage of the opportunity that Japan has. Cause, not saying anything, but you know, studying in Japan has certain perks that are not available in the Philippines. That's true. Honestly, there are a lot of missing opportunities in the Philippines that we could have, but we chose not to. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, like, like I feel bad for yeah. chemists in particular as well, right? Chemists, why? Um, I think I remember uh, your other co-host Bobby. I was talking with him a long time ago. I remember something about uh, chemists having a hard time earning money and all that. They barely get any financial support, so it's better to do it abroad. 
it's bad because um i think that graduate studies in the philippines is kind of bitin because uh, they're uh, i'm not sorry i didn't mean to talk it about it's like it's lacking you know it's it's got inadequate resources i think it's in a, in other words it's a lot like their research and development in certain universities are really you know yeah it's it's not but, that impressive so a lot of people do end up having to do postgraduate abroad like all the filipinos that i know in kyoto uh most of them are you know i might actually be the youngest filipino undergraduate student in kyoto but aside from oh, that really? as of now yes aside but aside from that i uh, yeah i know because like i they, they appointed me to be the head of internal affairs in kyoto for the support group even though it was against my will but it's okay <laughs> i can put it in my mean, uh, this is good work experience right in uh Sure. Okay. It's a good experience. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. It's a position. Oh uh, yeah. About, I really hate about, those people. Yeah. So it's like you need to learn how to network, no? And because yeah. most of them, I'm since I'm the only real like small undergraduate, you know, I'm like a fucking small fish in the big pond. All of my all of my friends in this group are in either PhD programs or master's programs, and they all did their prior studies in in the Philippines. And the ones with the most extensive like work uh, academic experience are the ones from UP, because I think UP is where all the research and development goes. That's true. Well, I hear now what you call that regarding uh, market. Oh, yeah, but for me, I was thinking of taking marketing. It's, it's, it's called digital design development. It's combination of art and marketing. So you're going to be helping out with a lot of small startups. That's why I intended taking it because I thought it was a good com- combination. If, if I were you, I think that that would just be good for a thesis. You don't need to do a course on marketing to learn that. Because something I learned when you, when you are pursuing masters or doctorates is that you don't just do one field you have to borrow from other fields right so if you if you are writing a a master lt thesis or a doctoral thesis on a certain subject it needs to be super holistic you need to like get from like shit that you've never even studied before so you have to study shit on your own so if i were you like it's not it's never too late to to pivot you know it's like if i were you like if you have an interest in marketing now just find a way to squeeze that into your curriculum already because you know there's a lot of stuff that you want to study right you may you made uh you there was definitely a trade-off with opportunity cost right like when you decided to take dev instead of marketing right yeah that's true you sacrifice something to get something else but the thing is you don't need to sacrifice it entirely you don't need to um you don't need to spend years and years and money in order to just learn something that you could easily synthesize and even reap the rewards off for just including it and knowing what you're doing already i i I can see what you mean like uh don't basically don't let the course you pick right now limit limit what you're doing i mean that's true i sometimes i'm actually reading out my own uh some business books in order to learn uh certain aspects on how to particularly advertisement i think advertisement is pretty important mm. yeah because i noticed that a lot of artists tend to go to advertisement as well mm. i have especially since exposure is a thing now yeah advertisement is very practical you know the people who go to advertisement want jobs but but i'm on the point i'm trying to say here is that Honestly, the course that you select at the start, it's completely logistic. It's irrelevant to anything. I have a I have a friend who has um bachelor's in marketing, 
uh, a master's in economics and a PhD in international relations. Holy shit. I have another friend who has an, a bachelor's in economics, a master's in agricultural management, and a PhD in global resource management. So it's never, it's, it, 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 it doesn't matter. It depends on just how well you can utilize the concepts that you could learn, that you would focus on in that course into another course, right? So like yeah. my course is a very uh, it's very liberal arts oriented um but I tell everyone that what I focus on my, my major is fil- is philosophy and truth be told there's not a lot of philosophy subjects in my department so how do I squeeze that philosophy in right cuz so Right. Aside from that, yeah, but it's also in the things that I output. I I add like they're my own my own spin to it. I put out what. Uh, I just put I I put out what. A philosophy student would or could put out, in a because like I because like I I don't know if I told you this or if you even listened to previous episodes, but I mentioned that. Uh, the de- the co- the department I'm in, this liberal arts department, is experimental. They're trying to formulate a curriculum that students can syncretize any and all academic disciplines under. So you can take subjects from from STEM, from ABM, from humanities, everything. So basically, basically everyone in my department is a is a jack of all trades. Everyone's got different passions. Like I'm friends with people who are economists, physic, physician, physicists. Um, I have people who are psychologists, sociologists, um, anthropologists. All of those. That's, that's pretty impressive. So how do your friends spend their free time now? Like, uh, cause I'm pretty sure they're busy right now with all that. Uh, despite you know, them studying abroad as well. Uh, how do they spend their free time? It depends. It depends on who you're asking. A lot of them, a lot of them have, Generally. you know, um, um, because the thing is, like, my my department has, has a very diverse group of personalities. A lot of people would spend their time by going out to party, hooking up with girls and getting high. A lot of people would spend their free time with their club or a varsity team. A lot of people would spend their free time in a church, even, or doing oh, a religious, spend, religious you, service. Are you part of an org? No. Uh, wait. What? What? How do you spend your free time then? Other than the, you don't join any extracurricular um, as well. Um, I have extracurriculars, yes, but how I mostly spend my free time, uh, I don't have a routine, right? I don't really have a schedule, but the thing is, like, I'm very good at networking, so mm-hmm. mo- most of what I, most of what I do when I'm free is usually expanding my network or doing stuff on my own. But the thing is, like, I'm never bored. I never have a boring week. I always have stuff to do, and I'm always kept pretty busy. So, uh, recently though, um, recently though, I've been request, I've been requested to start this impromptu, this impromptu cultural exposure class for Japanese students in the main in the in, in other campuses so that, well, sorry, that, that, that focuses on the philippines i'm not really but uh but that's a good that's a good way to call that like, um it, it's a good start it's a hard question to answer uh what do i do in my free time because honestly like i'm never bored like i always have i find that i value my sleep so much because i'm always doing i'm always out doing something uh, actually, that, I think that's pretty great that you're never bored because, like, a lot of us tend to be focusing on finals. After that, we don't because we eighty percent of the time we spend our free time finishing up our finals. It's our submission based as well, right? 
So we spend a lot of time we're doing our a lot of stuff. But then at the end of the day, or we lose we lose that free time and we don't really know what to do after that. I see, I see. Yeah, because like right now, my uh, I think I heard a lot of my blockmates after we finished our finals. We don't know how to spend our free time now. We're like, so what now? Because like, we're so used to the fact that we have last minute uh, finals, exam submissions like that. I get it. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. So it's like I mean, mine differs. A lot of the times we do exams. A lot of the times we do um. We do like. Uh, essays, reports, or presentations, or whatever. <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> this is really funny. This is actually so funny. Uh, uh, hello? Yeah, alright. Yeah. So, and you know, in Japan, they don't really believe in Christmas. Ah, uh, yes, I heard of that. So, I have classes on the eve, on the 24th, and I have then some professors, some especially the Japanese ones, they schedule classes on even in the middle of Christmas break. Oh, wait, what? So, how do you spend your, uh, what do you, when do you guys get your break? We don't really have a break. It's a winter what? break, but it's not a Christmas break. They don't give a shit about Christmas in Japan, which is unfortunate. It's because Christmas is like a couple's holiday in Japan. It, they don't really have the same connotation yeah i hear i hear that i hear that a lot like in japan um i had a japanese friend he mentioned to me that how christmas is spent usually with a lot of uh people going out on dates couples and that's why it sucks to be single in japan especially in christmas you can it, see people uh oh you know, let me tell you this it, it, it does not suck to be single in japan because a lot of japanese girls um put guys on pedestals so they have really big expectations and guys are thirsty so they're perfect and, but the thing is it's very traditional in japan you know what like like in japan the guy pays for the meal for example like f honestly fuck that like no <laughs> no <laughs> buy your own shit oh, I'll, pay, I'll pay for my shit you pay for your shit yeah but uh at least at least honestly i think they have it better there in japan right than here because like why I think on our part, I think it's harder to fall in love with the kind kinds of people here in that aspect. It's kind of hard to find a a person with a, what you call that that fits your good standards. Because I hear lots of people say it's the kind of the wrong generation to fall in love if you're good-hearted and all that stuff. Because like eighty percent of the time, people spend it porking each other. Uh, like, it's 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 actually really interesting you bring that up, right? Because. It, uh, a lot of psychologists say that it's uh, people people now more than ever having like much more sex. They're much more liberal with their relationships now. The the, yeah. the, the, the teenagers of now have more eh, ex ex boyfriends girlfriends than the teenagers of then, and a, a lot of psychologists attribute it to the fact that it's just the fact that it's 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 correlated with technology because being raised in a generation where everything is accessible, it's easy, and you don't really have to work. Uh, applies almost subconsciously to how people do social interaction. So a lot of people fall in love so easily, not because um, they're shallow necessarily. It's a it's a factor that they could be very shallow, very easy, very you know, mm. banal people. But aside from that, aside from that, right? It's also the fact that uh, it's instant gratification. You know, they they both want yeah. something, they both can give it. So why not? It's it's economics. It's a transaction, and that's why give and take. <laughs> that, that, that's why hookups now more than ever are super prevalent. You know, like 
Yeah. Well, I think it's a test on people's good morality because it's a lot harder. I mean, in this time of the, I think in this timeline, the reason why a lot of people can do this now because I don't think there's much punishment for them in the end. Because, oh, yeah, yeah like there, 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 there is definitely not much punishment. It's right as compared to before because you wouldn't do it if you knew you're gonna get beaten the shit out of right i you, you there, that- there was reason not to do it but that doesn't mean you wouldn't do it but you know um speaking of that right like it's also because like you know young people i think have too much expectations like we're going going into the big world and trying to find the one and <laughs> The thing is, they 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 know subconsciously that the one does not exist. You know that there is no perfect yeah, guy. True. There is no perfect guy. Uh, so how yeah. do they how do they remedy this? The, so the guy that they're closest to, the guy that they're most likely to be involved in a relationship with, they're going to collect all of these attributes that they think the one has and project it onto that guy. And if that and then chances are the guy might do the same to the girl. Honestly, that's actually true because I heard from people that uh, romance tends to be too way too romanticized. Bro, romance, rom- rom- is... romantic love is kind of a waste of time. You know, it's kind of bullshit. I mean, I think it depends on something because a lot of people, a lot of boys here, uh, <laughs> seek for that romantic love. Like they say, uh, some friends, uh, they say they want to hold hands, all that, all that really good stuff, wholesome stuff. Well, like it's... I think it's because of the romanticized. From the cinema, oh, yeah, yeah. How it's me, media has, media has romanticized, you know, relationships to the point where it, it's pe- actually delusional. Pe- pe- right? pe- people want to recreate what the media shows them, right? Like when you watch a romantic comedy, people want that kind of relationship for themselves, and you know that shit's not real. Like, yeah. <laughs> and uh, people want to emulate that. But the way I see it is that you know. Anyone who walks into a relationship with those expectations get disappointed after like a few months, like really badly. And I'll, I'll speak from experience too. You know, it's like you need to learn. I'm I'm really good at le- at, at, at dropping shit before it starts. So like, oh, I, I haven't been on a lot of relationships. Okay, I'll admit that. However, I've been on several dates. I've been asked out by girls, and maybe in the past I've asked out girls as well. And Ooh. the red, the red, I'm getting really good at looking at red flags. And to be honest, like there's 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 too many sometimes, and they they're very obvious. But what about the, the point I'm trying to make here is that you know it's it's much easier for you if you drop those preconceived notions because you drop shit before it starts, before you get committed, before you waste your time and you waste your money. Yeah, well, actually, I think it takes a certain maturity to admit that because um, there are a lot of people who are in relationships and they're very immature. Um, they notice there are red flags about this guy. And for example, uh, they would date this person and then they wonder why this is happening to them, why they're suffering. And when you, some people, when you simply give them the answer that say, oh, oh, you just have to do kind of, all you have to do is break up if you know it's not working out. But then they say, oh no, but we can try some it out. Some people, it. oh my goodness, some people are so scared of breaking up because they think they found the one. And like, right? statistically, you know, it's hard to find the one in a world of 7 billion people. <laughs> like, and aside from that, you know, um, it's not like it's the end of the world if this guy leaves you. Like, if you, you, you're, you're actually going to waste your time. You're actually, yeah, going, you're, you're actually going to waste your energy trying to preserve something that you're just better off cutting. There's better True. options. 
And yeah, like, some people just don't get that, honestly. Like, some, they really think... Some uh, pe- they really don't think they deserve more. Yeah. <laughs> some people would tell me to fuck off with that shit because a powerful relationship is one where you solve problems and and you work work as a, overcome it as a team. And my answer to that is, well, because those people have been dating for years. The person who told me to fuck off with that shit has been dating some for two months. Oh my if, gosh. If you think you found the one because of two months of romantic engagement, like, you need to rethink. Because first of all, right. I like With your experience, it, it, what's your role? What's romance for you, though? In your uh, experience? Me, me, me. So I, I won't lie. Um, one of the one of the worst feelings I've ever experienced when I was a kid was finding out the truth that romance isn't real. <laughs> that it's honestly oh, just a man. waste of time. Uh, because I I was raised on that media where you know people are very, where people are very romantic and having that lovey-dovey relationship is like the one where it's like oof, you know, you're good to go, you're great. Um, I did an episode about where I talked about the nature of love in Circus of It's episode f- four, I believe. I, I was I was getting really philosophical, but I'll try to keep this on a very sociological basis right now. Um, romance is like, it's been butchered by the media because I think that there's a way that it's healthy and there's a way where it's not healthy. And right now the media has beaten that notion into people that, you know, relationships happen like rom rom-coms do like uh i don't know if you're familiar with this movie have you seen the movie um 500 days of summer oh yes the, the, i actually enjoyed that i honestly there enjoyed you go. that that that's a very <laughs> that's a very realistic movie i think i think that's a movie that portrayed a lot of what i felt at the time very well mm. and the, the the main character of the movie uh, the guy who was played by joseph gordon levitt um he was so enamored by this girl that he thought was the one that he as a character devolved the his most interesting characteristic was the fact that he would go out on a limb for the one for this one and it was only after they broke up that he managed to become a more interesting more personable more you know just a, a better character overall and yeah I love that scene honestly that that was really wholesome but then a lot of people were more after the hey or so what's the next girl, you know? Oh man, and like a really a really good way of looking at how uh, how you know romance is dead is to apply yourself. Uh, pretend that everyone out in the world has the same as as you, you know. What yeah. would I what, what 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 would I be thinking, right? So like I understand that statistically speaking, in a world of seven billion people, finding the one is very hard. And the thing is, you're going to need to. There is no the one. Uh, you have to be super fucking lucky, or you just need to have insanely good chemistry with one. And you usually the people who have one girlfriend and they get married with those girlfriends do it with someone they've known their whole life, like a, a really good friend. Yeah, yeah. But I do not have such friends because all my friends are guys. And <laughs> uh, and uh, aside from that, no, um. You you apply yourself, and if everyone in the world was like me, I would understand that they won't have time for bullshit unless they were really like a pathetic person. Uh, it's a harsh comment, you know, but yeah, that's true. Because I'm a busy guy, I've got shit to do. I'm looking out for myself. I'm trying to build myself up, and if I have to waste my, if I have to, if I have to compromise my time, my resources, myself, 
just to make something work with someone, that someone can fuck right off, honestly. Like, I'm not going to do that. And out of respect for that someone, too, I'm not, you know, she doesn't need to do anything for me. She needs room to develop, right? If. Yeah. It's like that. And you might be thinking that it might be a bit narcissistic, it might be a bit terrible, it might be stupid even, it might even be immature that I would say I would rather look for someone who was more similar to me in the world to be with to or to try to start something with and they say that that's what virgins would do or that's, that's what retards, idiots would do, people who don't know what they're doing. And my answer to that is... That's because, you know, it's it's a trade-off. Would you rather have a girlfriend for the sake of having a girlfriend or would you rather would you rather, you know, access that ecosystem, uh, that level of the food chain where people are actually worth your time? Yeah, actually I think the the second one's way of oh, definitely the second one's way more important because I notice that some people get girlfriends for the sake of having the title. It's 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 status, you know, because it's impressive yeah. to say to say in a gathering that you have a boyfriend and a girlfriend is almost impressive for for young people. They they react with they react with so much surprise. Like I have a girlfriend. Whoa! When you're older, you hang out with adults and they say they have a girlfriend. They're like, oh, that girlfriend's gonna disappear in a week. <laughs> so yeah, I know, right? It's so you know, it's like it's because people need to learn that. You know, just the statistics don't favor the the fact that there is a one, a the one waiting out there. Mm. Um, well, when you call, I know that some people also tend to, uh, aside from movies, anime also plays a strong part. Uh, that that plays a lot of people's imaginations. They're like saying, "Where's my harem? Where's my this and that?" You know. Oh my goodness! Yeah, um, and, yeah. and, and, and any guy who actually thinks he's a harem king should have his head checked out <laughs> <laughs> no, right like you, no one ever self-admits that higher okay but when i know that some people talk about the romantic story they say oh man uh this happened to me like my life became some of like an anime here mm. and that and some oh. inserts him honestly i think that's honestly because of the you know there's a secret to anime it's like you know there's uh for example fate they notice you know the characters tends to be bland you know bl- bland characters right so that the reason yeah. why bland characters are created so it's self-projection through- yeah, right? Do I you, think that's not projecting the romantic Oh life. my god, it fucking works like a charm. That's, right? that, that, that's the genius of marketing in Japan. Like, if you think that weebs couldn't get any weirder, you haven't seen anything till you've come here. Oh my fuck. Yeah, all this stuff are just like, oh man, I want that, so I'll get that. I all right, so, so there's a shop here in Kyoto that you can go into. It's a, it's one of the, it's a really underground anime shop for perbs, and you can get these Daki Makura sets, um, mm-hmm. and they come with accessories too, like, uh, you can buy saliva. What? You can so, wait, seriously? You can buy wait, you can you can buy saliva and the scent of the saliva or or pussy juice even the scent of that is supposed to reflect the kind of personality of the girl that you're applying it to. So it's like you can get saliva of a of a sundere or a, a shy girl or whatever. You apply it and it smells like a schoolgirl's actual saliva. Yeah, but in reality I bet this actually uh it's actually a thirty four year old man just spitting on that. <laughs> Honestly, there's yeah, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. That, that shit that shit sells. You know, you can get you can get flashlights or on uh, in Japan you would call them like on holes, right? Yeah, 
Um, Wasn't there a girl who sold her bat juice? Oh, what do you call that? Bat, right. bat water? Oh, yeah, what's your ba- name? Yeah, uh, game, that Belle Delphine. Yeah, ew. Belle, ah, Belle, Belle, is... Belle Delphine is honestly a fucking genius. Like, she, you know, she's not that stupid. To be to come up with a a, a scheme like that doesn't. It's actually like, nasty. That's all. That's honestly, honest, that's honestly that's that's a ruthless businesswoman kind of fucking thing. You know, like yeah, it, I know. from a business perspective, she's a fucking genius. She markets her stupidity so well; it's insane. Honestly, I thought it was unethical abusing uh, the all those single five year old eight eight year old boys and all those thirsty uh. That's, that's, what, that's what they get for going on the internet. On the internet, it's fair game. Everyone's fair game. Yeah, that's true, <laughs> but I think that's unethical on their part. Well, oh, it's it's, it's definitely unethical, but the thing is, you know, business ethics don't apply as hard when you're on the internet, right? Like, and it's anyone's game. Like, credit card numbers don't know any age, you know? <laughs> credit cards are credit cards. Uh, if anyone likes anything, just swipe that card, boom, they get what like, they like, like, like a kid doesn't become a kid on the internet. The age of consent doesn't matter. As in, if, you, if you have an IP address, then you're a stakeholder. That's, that's it, period. Yeah, that's true. Honestly, you're you're the moment you what matters you just have money, and you're you're fine with her. Oh, no, oh, that's sad. That's sad. I hope. I wonder how they're spending their bot water. I remember there was a YouTuber who drank his, who drank Beldefine's bot water for subscription for us. Uh, what do you call that for subscriptions? Then then she got then, then then he got an STD, right? Ah uh, no, I think the guy was pyrocynical. He was making a joke about it. Oh, I thought I, I I thought there was a guy who did drink the water and he got herpes or something. Oh, no, I think that was a rumor. <laughs> oh, that <laughs> <laughs> been funny though. Like, oh man, that's nasty. Oh, real quick. Um, in Japan, um, there's a smell. There's a flavor. There's a kind of scent. Uh, I I forgot what it's called in Japanese, but they call it the uh the young girl scent. The young girl scent. It's supposed to be a scent that. Um, that young girls have. It's a special pheromone that they have, and they sell conditioners that exacerbate the scent. It's a scent that, like, turns people on. Like, I can smell it right now, honestly. It's wafting out of my neighbor's shower. It's insane. And, like, it's oh a, a a lot of girls like to over overload on fucking conditioner and perfume just to, just to make the scent stronger. It's uh, something that East Asian girls have, like Chinese girls, Korean girls, Jap- Japanese girls. It's very prevalent in their hair. And uh, it's actually a scientific term. The young girl said it's supposed to be like coconuts and peach and shit like that. Mm-hmm. And they market it. Uh, they they have they they both both guys and girls are into that. And girl girl girls want it because they want guys to them. Like Japanese girls are so fucking funny. You know, it's let me just say real quick. Like they pretend to be shy and pure and innocent, and they're fucking wild when you get when you when you you know after you talk to them. They're they're, they're so yeah, here. They're so fucking. They're so. They're so fucking plastic. Honestly, like, I, 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 I know like very few Japanese girls who are like really honest and down to earth, and they're like rare in number. All most of them are plastic as fuck, and it's insane. I, it's it's tiring talking to them. I hear people talk about that a lot. Like, um, what's that called? I think it's called appeal. Yes, that's what mm. it's. It's to play under boys' visual fantasy. It's cause it's also cause guys are thirsty. Japanese guys are thirsty as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Holy I shit. Think it's, yeah. I think it's easy to get targets like that. But then uh, imagine you're getting a well back here in the Philippines, you get a slap of real life of how it works. Guys are not gentlemen in the Philippines. If if they want you, they'll take you. It's just how it is. The white fan style or uh. 
Oh my, oh my god, like, here in, here in Japan, it's, uh, oof. um, I, I, I'm friends with this one Japanese girl, I was talking to her, and she was telling me how she, much she hates her department, because, like, she's in, she's in economics, and there's, like, there's, like, hundreds upon hundreds of students there in her department, and she says that they're all fucking, they're, like, zoo animals, they're all, they're all the same person. Uh, <laughs> it's like putting a gazelle in a bunch of lions. My gosh, thirsty, no, yeah. thirsty, hungry lions. No, she she might be the lion. She's the one who's like, fuck, don't loop, loop me in with those two toads. I ain't lying like that. She said she, <laughs> she she said I'm not like the other girls, and I'm like, okay, sure, whatever you say. So far, yeah, she's been very very not like them, but fuck, the like. It's it's really hard to find a Japanese person who will just like talk to you to your face. A, 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 a lot of the times it feels like you're talking to clever bot or some shit. I'm not even joking. Oh my, oh my gosh! Yeah, that's actually true. I remember. Um, actually, I could relate to that because in uh, game in our course, you know, there's a uh, game design that have obviously there'd be no girls, right? Wait, there are no girls. It's a sausage no, fest. Like, uh, it's a sausage fest. Uh, there oh, are girls, you poor thing. Well, they did uh, select few, uh, the legendary five or six, I think. There are six of them in total. You poor thing, oh boy. <laughs> no, so uh, let, me, uh, let me get into that. So you put um, six girls there across the block and all of the... Uh, I think there's six or eleven, I forgot. But compared to that, there were like 90 guys, 80. And then, of course, um, after that... Uh, what, what do you think would happen next week? Everyone would like her. Like what? Well, like 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 five five guys would ask this girl out, right? Because she's the only yeah, girl in the department. Yeah, like like you, You'd see guys making moves, and then like we all became thirsty, thirsty animals. It's, it became a battle of whoever becomes the, whoever becomes you know, the dominant Tarzan, dominant uh, monkey. You know. Jesus Christ. <laughs> that, that that's honestly oh my goodness yeah but you know it's sad it's a sad uh, it's a sad time <laughs> yeah i i'd say i mean you guys are like high schoolers i mean i, I noticed yeah, that I, I noticed that you know i i thought that people would be more mature when they come into college and i think and I, right? I i honestly i'm very disappointed that's why i hang out a lot with people who are older than me <laughs> No, 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 they're, they're, they're more, they're more my crowd than, you know, like, especially since, like, I've got so much drama surrounding me in college as well, like, I'm simultaneously the most popular and the most hated guy in my department, and I'm okay with that, I guess, it's fine. Honestly, you'd be surprised, uh, actually, a lot of people in college, yeah, honestly, regarding that, you did think a lot of people got mature, but, um, uh, reality check, uh, No, right? Stopped, nah. Yeah. Like it, I think it really depends eesh. on the course. Like you notice, there's some more mature people in this course than the on that course. But the the people I meet in our my course are great people, though they're good people. Yeah, good at heart. After that, they uh, yeah, yeah. After, after good, that, they yeah. They're good people. I met great people there. I mean, yeah, just just because someone is immature doesn't mean they're necessarily like shitty people, right? Yeah, definitely not. Like I, I know really, really like shit is sociopathic crap people. Like, and I know people who are just young and dumb, dumb, dumb but good-hearted. Uh, yeah, but if you wanna, it makes anyone would want to support those kinds of guys, the dumb and good-hearted types. I'm not talking about guys. I'm talking. I mean, most of my department are girls. That's the thing. Also, yeah. Um, the majority, the majority of, yeah, the majority of my department are females. 
That's actually pretty good. Uh, very right in the sausage fest, I guess. Oh, you you're you're in a sausage fest. You poor you yeah you poor thing, right? Yeah, me. I'm. I'm. It's it's a sad. Uh, it's a sad day, but it's okay. You know what? Uh, a lot of bros. A lot. I got a lot of bros. I was able to. Uh, <laughs> Jeez. I mean, yeah. yeah. I I got I got some boys as well. Like people. Some people hate me. Other people look up to me. Uh, they, uh, at at no. Uh, some people, you know, it's like it's. My department's quite small but it's quite big in the sense that they have a lot of potential because my department is supposed to be one of the elite departments in my university oh that's pretty good then so all of them are, i assume are pretty mature and uh, aid all the, oh, 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 oh they're not mature they're book smart definitely book smart but maturity uh... <laughs> not all of them not all of them. A very minimal number, small, almost neg negligible number. I mean, like we how <laughs> so? How are they like? Um, the thing is, you know, since you're talking about a department that encourages people to be, to create their own schedules, do their own thing, you're talking about a lot of interesting people. No, there's not a lot of people who are plastic, in the sense that they're one-dimensional. They're all three-dimensional. They're all very interesting people, but that doesn't mean that some of them are assholes or some. Or of course, some people will be more interesting than others, less plastic than others. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's true. And my block has the has the pleasure of being the largest block that this department ever received and oh, that, that's 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 a that's a great plus honestly it's okay it's like, right. a pretty good achievement it's all right um uh for us uh this block has uh my block has a lot of guys more guys and uh, we have more game devs and game arts now so that's i guess that's a achievement as well <laughs> um, about seventy percent of my block is female. Oh, not my block. I mean, uh, my my department is female. Is that so? Yeah, seventy percent. I don't know if that's a good number to you or whatever. Is that um? Actually, I think that's a pretty great number. Oh, uh, that's a pretty. That's actually too good of a number for me. I mean, yeah, because like the only five percent of your block is female, <laughs> of your of yeah. your department or block. <laughs> well, that, that, that's okay, you know. Oof, 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 oof. I mean, uh, yeah. I went back on that topic about relations, right? I wanted to say that, um, uh, you know, be being. Or interacting with for the purpose of starting relationships and having it fail, I think, is a very good experience in the sense that it teaches you because that's, I think, one of the highest levels. Well, it's not really the highest, but it's one of the more esoteric levels of one to one interaction. And there was a psychologist, nah, Rollo May, I don't know if you know him, Rollo May stated that. Um, uh, humans must undergo uh, traumatic experiences in order to mature. Trauma in the definition of psychology is like any sort of distressing experience that makes you, that makes you uh, like, yeah, you know, not just an inconvenience, like an actual distress, like, oh, like that, that kind of thing. That's a trauma. And it's only through trauma that you, that, that, that you, that you evolve mature as a human. 
Yo, that's true, but sadly, that doesn't apply for all. It's very disappointing. Like, um, in the trends, uh, I have this friend, um, she would, she, she, she has this luck, amazing luck. At this point, I wouldn't say luck, it's actually, I would say it's her fault at this point. (laughs) She has this bad luck, uh, for dating, uh, fuck boys, right? Bad guys, right? Okay. And yeah. of course, well, what, what do you think would happen if you date a fuckboy, right? He does fuckboy things, and fuckboy things she gets, turns into a shitty relationship and Tom becomes toxic, right? Yeah. So, uh, I, think, I think one one amazing time she was able to break up with him, here, goes to college, um, she repeats the same process. It's a... Uh, it's a guy toxic, and here we go. It's back to square one. In a, in it's a, amazing. She never learned a thing from her past relationships. <laughs> I, I really asked. I really asked her, like, um, did, did you uh, were you ever in a relationship before? And then she said, Yeah, my bo- last boyfriend was like this. And I I really had to like wonder, like, wait, you you knew this was gonna happen then, right? Because she got experience, right? Honestly, mm-hmm. if you had experience, you wouldn't repeat the same thing. Oh my god, like. The the thing about it also I think is because there was something about the previous one that she liked that that was too much. It's like a drug, you know. Like you know, uh, smoking is bad for you. I'm still gonna do it. I know it's bad for me, but you know, I still do it anyway. Yeah, true. Uh, and but honestly, do you think it's her fault? I really think it's like both oh my sides god, are it's equally de- at it's, fault. It's right? definitely it's, definitely, it's, her it's, fault, it's right? definitely her fault. Like. I don't have any patience or sympathy for these kinds of girls. Like honestly, it's. But I I kind of know why she does it too, because her character is weak. Essentially, she does it not only for attention but for the fact that she gets validation. Especially since if she dates someone with confidence, uh, it's sort of is a status thing, it offsets. Because there's a theory that people are inclined to be romantically attracted to somebody who who exhibits characteristics that they wish they had. Uh, and if she is the kind of person that would go out and date fuckboys, why would she do that? Well, what can you say about fuckboys? They're very confident, right? There's so much bravado. There's so much swag when they walk. And they're, they're, they have... Uh, they have friends, they have loyalty, they command respect from certain circles, but not from circles that are worth your time. <laughs> but the oh whole, my gosh, but honestly. The whole point is that she, the guy exhibits things that she wish she had. Emphasis on the self-esteem. The guy has confidence, bravado. She wishes she had that. So she's like, I. she wants to sort of synthesize that those characteristics within herself. That's why she goes out with this guy. The first, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, the first girl I was ever attracted to, I was really, I was really attracted to her. I mean, after you overcome the the lust, where it's like, oh, she looks cute, she looks hot, and her position, like, oh my god, she's, uh, it's, it's okay. What what made me want to try was the fact that she was like a genuinely sweet and kind person, and not, and this is probably because. At the time, I was an asshole. I was <laughs> I was genuinely a piece of shit who didn't give a fuck about the world. I was so cynical, and that that sort of attracted me that someone could have such a differing, optimistic point of view from the world. That was something that I found appealing. But at the same time, to date someone because of that notion that oh she offsets something is very selfish, and it plays into that shitty romance theme again of the other party offsetting offsetting something in your 
in your character because it denies the humanity of both you and the other person oh so people actually we actually usually get attracted to that, that actually makes sense because like because mm-hmm. you see they're different right mm-hmm. rather than uh but i know there's a lot it's as a guy thing like the guys tend to fall in love with girls i mean the what you call that from what i know uh, from the people i know they tend to fall in love with girls who are a lot similar to them right well on etchatera however not in it on the girl's point of view they like fall in love with guys who are a lot more different than them it's not, it's, kind it's, of a... it's, it's it's actually um there's nuggets of truth in that in that statement um because I, I was taking this psychology class and the professor is this a really old, very, very well respected psychologist in Japan, like very famous guy in Japan. <laughs> and I don't know yeah, I don't think you'll know him, but he, he said something about um have you heard of Carl Jung? Oh Carl Jung. I think I heard of him before. So not his breaks, but I think so I heard him be mentioned once. Carl Jung is probably the second most influential psychologist of all time next to Sigmund Freud and Carl Jung uh, said said that um, what did he say uh, he said something uh, uh, so Carl Jung said that in, uh, in essence there is in every person there is uh, his theory of their archetypes archetypes are basically unconscious roles that people play to because of their culture uh for example mm. for example uh in, in literature architects are very obvious that you know yoda get professor x gandalf dumbledore they're all they're, they all they all have a similarity right they're all like that wise mm. old super powerful guy that everyone respects the shit out of you know naruto goku rufi all of those people in shonen uh they all have characteristics that make them similar Darth Vader, Sauron, Voldemort, all those characters make them similar. But the whole point is that everyone, no exception, plays into different unconscious roles in society, including people in real life. There is a archetype that you, that there are archetypes actually that you unconsciously play into, and there are archetypes that I unconsciously play into as well. All right. But the whole point is that uh, there are uh, some archetypes that are universal. Universal means everyone has them, no exceptions. And one of those is called. Uh, I mean, there's not. There's like the persona. There's the shadow. Persona that is. the persona series, by the way, is heavily inspired by Carl Jung. And so was Jojo. Persona. Persona. Uh, uh, persona. Yeah. persona. Yeah, I've been hearing about persona a lot. Uh, because it's a very interesting concept, like. Uh, the per- persona is basically that the side of you that you're portraying out to the world, you know. Uh, the, the shit that you want people to see. The shadow is the direct opposite. It's the shit that you don't want anyone to see. It's that, it's that side of you that's repressed because it's e- it's like ugh, you know, it's like ugh, like you know, like. Yeah, you know. But aside from that, um, another universal archetype is the uh, is the animus and the anima. I think you've heard of this too. Basically, every guy has an untapped feminine side, and every girl has an untapped masculine side. And, untapped. Ah, oh, yeah, I heard about that one. And, and but my my teacher, my professor's theory, uh, the the his theory about it was that this animus anima is actually something that plays into attraction to other parties, to romantic attraction. 
that's what that's that that was his theory uh so so what does that mean what is that what is it what is he saying when he says that right so mm. it's it's like so he says that uh and in many ways this whole animus anima thing uh is a manifestation of what you're looking for in another in the other sex and it's different for guys and different for girls depending on what stage you're in right and that that's where i got that that's where i got the theory that girls are attracted to to guys that exhibit that embody things that they want that they wish they had that they wish they were that's the highest level of attraction that they could have subconsciously speaking and guys on the other hand are attracted to girls that bring out the best in them that 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 help them unlock potential uh actually i i can actually understand that that's actually pretty true because like regarding you know are you familiar with the male gaze the what the male gaze the it's ma- a yeah the, the, the male gaze I'm, I'm i'm sort of familiar with it yeah yeah the one because there is a very interesting thing about the male gaze um the we call that i remember there was a quote from my prof that the male gaze isn't actually when you look at the male gaze for in for the female's point of view it in portrayed in, in portrayal for video games the male gaze is actually still applies even in the female female parts because if you look at the characters like for example if you notice like um let's give a character cloud strife sephiroth cloud strife right okay okay right cloud yeah. strife a cool character cool edgy sharp haired buff if you notice those characters you notice the ones who actually shriek aren't actually the girls but rather it's more of the guys who actually admire those characters uh, because they kind of okay. want to be like them in that aspect, right? And oh, that's why yeah, it's, sure. That's why we quote unquote say it's like something like a, it's still the male gaze, but it's kind of gay. But if you notice that the when you ask, um, girls what they're really into, they're actually more into the soft-hearted characters, the really really appealing ones. A side that really differs from the OG main character, mm-hmm. right? Because that main character actually applies more to the. Male applies actually more towards the actual people we're playing, which are mostly male, the male audience, so that the male audience can appeal, try to be that kind of character. Okay, yeah, yeah, which is which is I find weird because in fairness, the male gaze for females is actually just a version of the guy. It's pretty much gay gaze because it's just for guys in the end. Um, it's also I think because it's a manifestation of what of what society the social cultural trappings that try to determine what they should be because like for the for the most part the the males are trained to be people who act people who take action and that action is held in the highest regard so when you look at somebody who's edgy cloud strife for your example right the males admire thing uh, males admire the sort of traits that people who are very good at their job exhibit that's why males are that's why males think people like like boba fett are cool you know he's stoic doesn't right? he, yeah. he he's effective he works girls on the other hand are trained to be people who who um the social cultural trappings of girls determine that they 
are not necessarily people of action, but they're people of nurturing. They're people who care, who take, who who, who manage, put shit in order, and it's reflected now that they that that's why they think that characters who idealize that notion of being caring people are like you know popular because like if you if you if you read shonen jump right uh guys don't really like the main character so much true but for some reason the main characters in most shonen consistently top the popularity polls and that's because well most of the consumers of shonen are actually girls Ah, so uh, it's I mean a very big number, honestly. Are you familiar with the uh, Kimetsu no Yaiba? I've never heard of that. What is that? Um, it's basically an uh, it's no. A, stop! It's stop! 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 Then. Stop! I know what it is. I was, jo- I was joking. I was actually. <laughs> oh, I, I thought I thought you were there. <laughs> no, I was actually gonna. I was gonna say, really? Is that so? Well, uh, no. Actually, actuality. I think you can actually apply what you just said. To Tanjiro's character, because Tanjiro is a, a unique case because I think that when because Tanjiro's not a retard, I think that's also he's not weak. He's, he was never weak. There was never a time where Tanjiro was weak as shit. But yeah, so but I think a better example would be uh, Boku no Hero Academia. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I read somewhere that guys really like Bakugo a lot. Yeah, I, I, but I honestly I can tell. Why, why, why is it that Midoriya is consistently the one who wins the polls? No way. I, I, I think. I guess that's what they're into, you know. Mm, I mean. It's a debatable topic because I don't think that the sample size is adequate enough to draw conclusions like that. But because I think it's also something that's dangerous because it's super dependent on social cultural setting, which differs a lot. No. Yeah, that's that's true. But what do you think? Like honestly, what? What is it? Naruto also apply yeah, applicable in that aspect because you can tell that Naruto is actually more of a family, but he always wanted the family. No, no, no Naruto only started winning the polls after the Shinobi World War. Before, before, before that, the most popular character in Naruto was consistently two people, actually. Uh, hmm. uh, three people, actually. Uh, you, you'll, uh, it was actually Kakashi, Itachi, and Sasuke. Um, uh, Sasuke is really popular with Japanese people. I don't know why. Uh, actually, I know why. I, I just hate the reason why. <laughs> oh, what's the reason why? It's exactly what you said about the male gaze thing. Ah shit! Japanese yeah. guys yeah. wish they were Sasuke. <laughs> I remember there was this meme like, uh, like OMG, I'm this character. It's like and when I look at the anime characters, these guys are like the very clever, quiet type with the harem. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, buddy. If you think if you think Sakura Sakura is uh exaggerated, I promise you that every Japanese girl ever, uh, well not every Japanese girl, ever, but the majority of Japanese girls that I've gotten to meet are exactly like Sakura. They're so plastic. It oh no. Yo, honestly, I kind of low-key hated Sakura in some scenes. She's terrible. She's, fu- she's, she's fucking awful. 
I remember when she said, I wish Naruto, you wouldn't understand me. This is why I want Sasuke here. I'm like, oh no, here we go again. You know what You know what astounds me the most about coming to Japan is that, you know, like, a lot of the stereotypes you see in anime are actually completely accurate and it's it hurts. It's actually painful to see sometimes. Is that so? I think some to some uh, people who want to experience that kind of life, I bet to them that would be a blessing, wouldn't it? Like, uh, like wow. anyone who experiences that kind of life, uh, who wants to, oh no, they'll, they'll they'll grow out of it very soon. Like, cause the thing is, it's it's fun in games, but then when you start getting broke and you start, then the language barrier starts creeping up behind your back, and you start getting like racist comments uh, i don't know there's a lot of good things there's a lot of shitty things about living in japan but like for example my my friend and i um we have uh, we've got this boy this this friend of ours um he goes to this mm-hmm. he goes to this table tennis this table tennis uh club in our uni and yeah he he we, we we said yo let's get some ramen and he's like nah dude i gotta meet up my 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 club for table tennis and he's like okay so me and my friend um we were like after we eat let's like yo let's let's crash this club and then <laughs> so we we, we 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 go in there and we we were looking through the window and we noticed that well the entire i noticed that the entire club are guys and all the girls are just there their managers <laughs> and uh, that's a stereotype in anime, right? In the sports club, they're all guys, and all the girls are only managers. Right, right. Uh, I, I, my friend, this Japanese guy, I asked him, "Yo, why is that?" And he said, "Well, uh, he actually doesn't know. Uh, he, uh, he made, a, he said that I think it's because he, he said that the ma- the whole manager thing is actually a formality. They, they don't do anything. They're just there because they want to, to ogle guys, and you know." Stay, Yo, stay, stay with their crush and and like eight out of ten times they don't even know what the rules of the sport they're managing for it are they're kind of just there just to be there <laughs> and the one of the one of the one of the club members saw us like looking through the door and he got mad at us they thought that we were ogling the managers what? And and I and and we were just like man fuck you we're out of here like <laughs> no man sad. My my uh my, my my classmate my my friend told me about this girl that he knew in high school who was the manager of this basketball club for four for like two years three years and she didn't know the rules of basketball and then when the guy that she was into uh switched to to tennis she also switched to tennis just because he just because just just she's following this guy so she <laughs> like it's that, that 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 whole stereotype that girls are the managers of teams that's completely accurate. It's uh, it's it, it's I, I so it's sad. sad. It's kind I think of, it's more sad. Yeah, it's pretty sad. It's <laughs> I, I mean, some people will be like, "Whoa, it's a manager! Wow, it's a sports team! Kuroko no basket! Wow!" <laughs> I was watching my, oh. my. I have another friend who plays basketball, and he's super into Kuroko no basket. And he when he when he first found out that the managers of his club were girls because he's a foreigner, he was like, "Yeah." <laughs> 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 and what happened now? Is he satisfied? No, no they, he knows that they're all talk. They don't do anything. He he kind of saw through them and he got t- turned off super quickly. Oh, that's that's kind of sad, bro. Because he, he thought that the girls were like also into basketball, but turns out the girls were just there to ogle guys. So was he ogled in the end? That's the more important question. I, I think he was, but he doesn't care. Ah. Uh, that's that's kind of sad. 
<laughs> the fucking oh my god the japanese girls oh my goodness the stereotypes are real like any consumable stereotype you can think of is probably even at least a little bit true let's talk about philippine stereotypes some philippine drama let's apply that do you have any uh stepsister uh <laughs> separate at birth you know is that that's, a thing a, oh yeah that is a thing in, that's an uh, abuse thing in every drama honestly you 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 have a step honestly there 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 are there are nuggets of truth like that because the thing is filipinos are very family oriented and oh, that yeah, that that, that can be used to take advantage of in legal settings that oh i have a connection to this to this family therefore i'm entitled to some things right it's like that yeah there's there's family feuds that are all over the fucking place and it's terrible yeah but i know it's like uh what you call that there's some i guess it i i can't get some some cultures somewhat i can't understand some cultures you know, those, you know family homes right family homes um what do you mean um okay so let's see you're in america right i noticed that some people who couldn't who can't take care of their grandparents they bring him to family homes so you oh you yeah, mean CC senior homes right yeah yeah senior homes yeah and Honestly, uh, being a Filipino, when we, we were trained to always yeah. stick with our family, right? right? Don't you find it painful, even without being a Filipino? Yeah, it's terrible. But I think the reason why is because American families are trained to be self-sufficient, self, like very independent. That's why kids leave their homes at 18. And yeah, it's like that. Uh, and, and also it's because, you know, people who are seniors, oftentimes they don't work anymore. So they need oh, they, yeah, they can't take care of themselves. It's a very self individualistic self sufficient society. Um, I know I, sad, I, I know I know people who actually make the case that Americans are shitty parents, and because like you know my my parents never never really left my side. They never really trained me to leave and be independent. That was something I learned on my own, and it was and my my in America, uh, parents sometimes force themselves to be hard on kids, but. My parents were never, I mean, they were hard on me when they, it was necessary or when I was really young. When I was really young, they were hard, hard, hard on me. But most of my hardships, most of the experiences in my life that kind of like hardened me were mostly because of me just overstepping my boundaries. Like me, 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 me getting uh, held up and down the street or something and stabbed. Me, no, me, me, uh, me getting hit by a car on my bicycle and getting sued afterwards. That that, that was that, that was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, when did that last happen? I wonder. Oh my god, I, I'm so fucking glad that this shit's over now. Yeah, but I can't believe that that thing actually happened. That's a terrible <laughs> thing to happen. Me, me, me getting hit by a car on my bike. Yeah, that's terrible. That's that's bad. That's dumb. And like you're like, oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. I, I, I've, I've, <laughs> I've, I've become a legend in my school because of that. Because I'm also a legend because a lot of bad things happened to me, and it's really funny. Oh, is that pretty scary? What? Is that pretty scary on its own though? Not, not really. And I'm very stoic about these things. If shit, shit happens to me, then I guess shit happens to me. <laughs> um. Oh no. Yeah, the outlook is very, very um. Um, not unapathetic, but it's indifferent. You know, it's like, oh well. I wish it didn't happen, but alas, it happened. So how do you cope? Uh, do you, are you still okay with that? I'm surprised you didn't get traumatized about like some people. Like, 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 like what? Me getting hit by a car, and it's not the first time I've gotten hit by a car before in the Philippines. 
It's the yeah. first time I've gotten hit on on my bicycle though. <laughs> what what's more, like you never expect it to happen to you there, right? I, it's always a hanging risk. Yeah, I did expect life to be substantially easier, but it was like a it was uh something that I wish didn't happen, but it happened. So yeah, that shit happened sadly. Oof. And when it happens, you get sued. <laughs> you almost get sued for. Yeah, fuck. I know, right? There, it's it's. <laughs> uh, you know, it's just. Uh. That's all I. Yeah, that's, that's all shitty. I can say. Uh. Yeah, you know, I would I would have been more surprised if you actually lost that case. Uh, I, I didn't win it necessarily because my my lawyer said we can try to win it, but it will take longer and it's gonna cost more money. So I settled with a, a negotiation. I'm only paying thirty percent of the demand. That's the that's the conclusion. Yo, that's still kind of yeah. That's uh, that's still an L. Like that guy. I, my my lawyer said if I really wanted to, I could push charges because the guy tried to extort me before he filed the suit, and. Oh, but you didn't want you. You wanna? It's a hassle. I mean, yeah, look, look, look at it. Like this, this happened in fucking July. No, June. This happened in June, and I'm only getting comeuppance now. <laughs> that's fucked. Yeah, that that kind of sucks, man. Like, it really sucks. Yeah, it blows. I won't lie. I mean, uh, it's funny. It's a story to tell. You'll come down as a legend, man. Will I? In a way, at least it's a fun story to tell your kids one day. That what? That I fucking got hit by a car? Yeah, and you got extorted. You almost got extorted. <laughs> oh, what about you? Me getting extorted? Nah, no, I mean, like, I mean, like, the, 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 I mean what, what's the worst thing that's happened to you while living in Taft? Like a fucking, you know? Like. Worst thing? Oh, um, I wouldn't say it's a pretty bad thing. Uh, honestly, I'd say it was just a weird thing. So in Taf, there was a oh, we call that it was a typhoon, right? There was a typhoon happening, and you know oh. how against in Taf, right? You got, okay, you got. So, did you get lepto? No. Okay. No, okay, not. All right. <laughs> so I was walking, right? I was walking after dinner. It starts raining really hard. I'm like, oh shit, I gotta go. So I started really running, running really fast down the pavement. Why would you do that? See... Oh, you know better, dude. Oh my god. Well, the, trust me, it's the only way. Like everything in Plath gets a lot of places get flooded. So it's I'm almost a miracle that. So I had to go cross through certain streets like that, right? And then I see this guy, and he mm-hmm. I make eye contact with this oh tricycle guy. He's just biking, right? Okay. And he goes like this, sir. Rainy service, special sale. I will bike you to your house. I will bike you to green. I will bike you home. I will bike you to your place, to your apartment, for only 150 pesos. I'm like, what? That's a ripoff. Oh, he, he knew you were calling you a shit. That's why he did that. I, what a yeah, god. Right, right, right. Like, he, like, he, profiled, like, it. he profiled the fuck out of you. I love it. you <laughs> <laughs> I don't have time to deal with this, so I'm like, am I gonna pay 150 for that shit? Cause like, I was, I want to, I want to have dinner tonight. So I, I ran, I ran straight for that water, right? And then you think this guy spends his time rather than hassling me, right? 
What? And you think yeah. that's the end okay. of the street. So I go to the end of the street, and he's still there. He bikes to the end of the street just to go to me and say, Sir, come on, it's it's I'm bringing it to 150. 140 is a cheap price. I'm like, what? <laughs> so I start, I keep going forward, and he follows me to the end of the street, like literally halfway to my apartment, right? Yeah. Dude, uh, literally 20 meters near my apartment. 20 and then I'm like you know what I, I live right there you don't have to hassle me right and the guy said like, come on man 50 pesos I'm like what uh, let me let me <laughs> let me tell you something uh, Tevez no? uh, it's very common for tricycle drivers to to heckle you holler at you and it's even funnier now because they know that there are probably kids in Taft who are clueless as shit because well, it's college. It's a college area, and you know a good chunk of Lasallians are conyo as fuck, right? So it, it's yeah. it, it's just really funny because like the thing is, I'm not even surprised that that that, that happened, but it's still funny. <laughs> like, yeah, that's all not. <laughs> I was like, what? Uh, what's this problem? You you should take it as an insult that he profiled you to be conyo enough to pull that scam on you. Yeah, I know. Fuck. Yeah, but honestly, like talking thing about that, like regarding the Konyo people who in Taf who speak English, right? You know how a lot of us speak English, and then there's also a huge density, uh, no, a certain group that also speaks Filipino. And honestly, I find it kind of disturbing and sad that the ones that usually speak Filipino, like plainly, kind of look down on those who speak English, right? I mean, that's common all over the Philippines. That's why people need to learn how to, you know, be the best of both worlds. Yeah, it's kind of sad. Like, those guys are really close-minded trying to pull that I, I stuff. I mean, let, let me tell you something. Like, it's probably for the best that you learn how to speak Tagalog too because, well, most Filipinos don't know English. And even even here, you know, like, I'm in this group of Filipinos. Uh, most of them do speak English, but... Their first language is Tagalog, so when we are in gatherings, meetings, it's all Tagalog, and oh, it, it it pays, no? And I mean, English is a good academic language, but if you want to survive, like especially in the heart of the fucking city in Manila, and you, I think it's a good trade to learn Tagalog. You know, there are people who go to Uste, you know, University of Santo Tomas. That's a... So, so I uh, know, what's this? What, where's that? Again, España is a very hard, you know, place to live in. It's about... It's about twice as sketchy as Katapunan is, for example. And there are people who will actually fucking, like, shank you if you're a fucking conyo in USD. They will they will kick your ass. There are people who are have no friends because just because they are not good at Tagalog or at, at Filipino. You don't even need to be fluent. You just need to be good enough to carry a conversation. That's the thing, eh. But I, don't you think that's kind of close-minded on their part? Like, oh, oh, definitely. But the thing is, they're the majority. What can you do, right? Like you're gonna yeah. you're gonna put a CG and just hang out with your friends and decide to be lonely for the rest of your college life. Yeah, like, that's like, actually sad. I like, actually tried to spend spend time speaking Filipino, but I see, speak Filipino in a broken way. See, see, Joby, for example, you know the guy, the guy that you replaced. You no, know, he cannot really survive in Uste if he doesn't speak Tagalog. So he has to improve on it, even though he spent his entire life speaking English. See, Bobby, um, Bobby, Bobby has to compromise. He he has both. He has. Bob, well, I mean, Bobby's friend circle is very accommodating. That's the weird thing. They have a mix of both English people and Tagalog people. 
But yeah, the, I was actually pretty surprised when I saw Bobby's group because like he was speaking Filipino, even though it was a little bit broken. But I was surprised that they were very. Uh, call call back to the afternoon school. I don't know if you've made much friends with the afternoon school. I I think I made some of them my friends, but then like, um, I didn't have any. I don't hold anything against them though. We just couldn't really connect, despite that, because I wasn't really that good in speaking Filipino. But uh, I was able to meet some really good ones. Like, I was able to befriend some of them. I mean, I I honestly I think I appreciate my friendship with Daphne in school more than I do the some of the day school. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I'll be honest. I love those guys. Those guys are my boys. But you know, high school is something that I'm. I I don't think I look back to. Like like thank God it's over. True. Fuck fuck high school. It's fucking stupid. Oh God, I'm glad I'm out of high school. There there are people from our high school who are in college now, and they're like, they're How are they doing? they're struggling like fuck. It's insane. Like some people, like just, some way, some people, some, I mean, both academically, socially, and it's just so sad. You know, like some people just don't fucking learn. It's the sad thing. You know, they don't know how to synthesize like their failures into something productive they just keep on keep keep on going and there there will come a point where they have to fail hard enough to stop that otherwise they'll just they'll just you know keep on failing and keep on falling like there are some people who just refuse to talk in tagalog because they can't or they don't they already think it's a squammy language there are some people who are just not good enough not smart enough to keep up with the you know the academic rigor of university and it's just sad to see that you know at one point these people were my equals in high school and well we were all equal in high school that's what i think and suddenly it's like boom it's hard yeah well that is kind of sad like but i see some people doing really well in their college life despite them uh, having a questionable uh well we call attitude towards in high school but they're doing fine now i was pretty impressed Wow, well, I mean, you mean they're doing better in college, you know? Yeah, they're doing a lot better in college now than I, I, I think I'm doing so much better in college than I ever did in high school. In, 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 in high school, you know, in high school, I was the kind of guy that, like, sort of everyone knew. They had that sort of respect for me, but they didn't really act on it. It was more of a subliminal thing, like, oh, Kobe's that guy, you can rely on him. But here in college, it's like that sort of respect is realized that I'm almost professional setting now. Like, there are professors who reach out to me now. Oh, is that so? Yeah. That's pretty nice. That, that's wholesome. Hey, it's alright. Like... My grade, my grades might not be the highest, but that's because I have a shitty work ethic. It's it's more that than the fact that I'm stupid. Because uh, my work ethic is garbage, honestly. It's trash. It hasn't changed at all. But, you know. But don't yeah. you ever intend on changing it? It's just really hard to... Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm a lazy motherfucker. I, I don't know if I ch- I'll change it anytime soon. Uh, it, it sadly starts with practice. Uh, a long, uh, yeah. I'm I'm not too keen on discipline. Discipline is something that's hard. Like I can, discipline is something that I worry about when there's nothing else to worry about. That's something that I think I'd worry about if I was on vacation already. 
Ah, uh, yeah, that's that's true. But you know, I'm I'm a busy dude. I've got so much. I've got shit to do. So like, so like tomorrow, right? As, uh, after class, I'm going to get interviewed for a research, and then the day after tomorrow. Um, the day of, oh god, the day after tomorrow, I have class from nine a.m. to six p.m. Then I have a meeting after that. Then maybe another interview on Wednesday. I have class. Then after that class, I have. I have to cancel. I I was supposed to have a bad practice on Wednesday, but since I injured my hand, I have to I have to I have to cancel that. Thursday I'm free. Thank God. I'll probably use. Oh shit! I I'll probably use that to sleep. Friday I've got a midterm exam, and throughout the course of the week I have to submit about maybe ten reports, and I have five presentations. Well, I'm happy. It's a kind of a blessing that you're getting all these challenges. It's kind of like a low-key exposure. Uh, what, what, what do you uh, mean? Like at least you're getting this all all this ex- work experience. Ex- ex- exposure comes from putting yourself out there when no one asks you to. When people require you to submit something, you don't get exposure. You just get a passing grade. Exposure comes out when when there's an event that you're not invited to that you decide to go to because you want to go to. To it, you know. Oh, I thought I thought it was something uh public. Whatever report you make is uh public in your course. Um, it de- no 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 no. It depends on the professor. It's just jurisdiction. It also it's also your jurisdiction. Oh, but that's it, why it, I thought it was like a exposure thing. It's also doing. election season for my department. We have a new president, and the guy who's running for president is my friend, and I'm his advisor. He so basically, if he's president, I'm president. So that would be nice. Oh, that's pretty good. Uh, and it's it's with it's it's a unanimous vote. Everyone likes him, and everyone likes him not because they know him, but because the other guy running is a piece of shit. So, oh, so that's a free win. <laughs> it's a free fucking win, and he's and he's like, I don't want to say he's my puppet, but like, he listens to me. So his policies are my policies. Uh, I mean, it's good to have people listen to you, cause like, uh, most presidents, at least, at least that president seems open-minded if he's willing to listen to someone else, right? No, he's not open-minded like that. It's because he he respect he respects he respects my decisions. You know, it's like there's a certain I don't want I, I I don't want to sound like a, the kind of guy who brags a lot, but you know I'm I'm the kind of guy who people like respect a lot. You know, it's like I, I'm I I told you right like I'm simultaneously like the most famous and infamous guy in my department. I the, the, see that's a double blessing. The the, fa- the fame is more of the fact that it's both interesting to talk to me, I think, and also because there's a lot of respect for what I do in class and outside of class. The infamy part comes from just all the fucking social drama that I've gotten wrapped up in against my better judgment. My and also and also because a lot of people don't like how I behave or how I act or how I solve problems. Sometimes it's too much for them, and I guess that's okay. Sure, they can do whatever they want. I told you about this one girl who who, who confessed to me, and I told her, "Lol, no." <laughs> no. There, there, there's this one girl who confessed to me, and I I said, "Nah, I'm not interested." And she decided to start rumors about me just to get back at me. Oh, that's nasty. I told you. So, no, uh, I, I not... Wait, sorry. Are those rumors still spreading, though? No, here's the thing. Like, she has a reputation for being a two-faced bitch, so no one really listens uh. to her. That's the thing, you know, like, since our department is really small, really close-knit, and everyone almost knows each other, 
like shit spreads quickly. I, I got I got off lucky because the people who don't like me turn out to be the people that no one also likes. I mean, they don't like them, but they don't respect them. It's like that, you know. There's a difference between liking someone and respecting someone. Like mm. pe- pe- people don't like me. People fucking hate me, but people respect me. Oh, I can see there's a there's a good line in that part in that aspect. There, there there's a good uh, line. For you that. you also strike me as someone that people respect more than they like. Honestly, I mean. Uh, depending on the situation, obviously, right? Uh, right now, I tend to actually focus on the... um, In the sense of bonding with more with people. Because I think that's really important right now. Because like, uh... be, I'd be surprised that... Because uh, I think I have this tendency to believe that everyone has something to offer. So That's true. I, that's I, why... I, I believe that too, honestly. Like, I, I, you know, like, I don't sound like it, but I'm very optimistic about people. Yeah, cause like honestly, the meeting someone you you don't really know, you don't really know his limits, so you've actually tested him. That's a thing. Yeah, limit testing. I, right. that, that's a good that's a good way of going about social social dynamics. Yeah. Oh, one more thing. Yeah, that's why I, uh, All yeah. right, no, finish your thing first. No, I was gonna say that's why I really admire those who what you call that those people who really bring out the best in others, despite the uh, cause all of us have different amazing. starting points. Yeah. Amazing. That's why. That's very ad- admirable. I like that. I was going to tell you that, you know, uh, just to get our listeners to know you better, uh, introduce the org that you're in. Uh, the org I'm in is, uh, is called ISEC. Um, basically, what, is what does that stand for? Dude, that's pretty long, man. But basically, we sell. Bro, we just. Sell, <laughs> I don't uh, want to. Let me let me let me just research right now. What is this exactly? You don't know what you're. Oh, you're an officer in your org. And you don't know what it stands. I'm not an officer. I'm just like a small member. Okay, okay, all right. Let's let's because like it's an international uh, org, but I can't fucking remember the name. Wait, um, no, wait. There's wow. I can't find the full meaning because even the website doesn't want to say it. Isaac. I said. How do you spell Isaac? A I E S E C. Oh no, it it's no longer used as an acronym, but simply as the name of an organization. Okay. But originally, it's called Association International Internationale des Estudiante et Sciences Economics et Commerciales. Is that Latin or Spanish? I think it was. Actually, French. I remember based on my ISEC history. I think it was French, or I think it was it started in French. International Association of Sciences, Economics, and Commer and Commer Commerce. Yeah. Okay. And you guys do a lot of international exchanges. That's what caught my ear, actually. Yeah. We do. We try to find other people who want to experience something and we send them on exchanges where they are put to uh, test it on their limits in order to, what you call that, in order to bring out the best of them. Um, we, I think I heard lots of good people who, I heard about reports about people's experiences. Um, you, you, in ISEC, you can, check, you can do, you have the option of doing what you want or and you, you can be a part of anything you want. Like you have a certain event you can fulfill, but as long as you attain that goal, um, some goals regards are focused towards tourism. Some regard are regards like thinking towards economics, how to help the country. But then some, most of the most popular ones are the simplest ones, like the volunteer, volunteer you help in most like odd jobs, build build houses. 
Ah, uh, I see. Yeah, and I know that through hardship, some people who go there actually learn to become, uh, eventually become better people by because like, when they come back, they become more confident themselves. They they get really good connections. And I think the most important thing is honestly when they came back, they came back more of a leader because you can see them really shining throughout. Uh, by, yeah. Yeah, you, you, that really showed me like a lot. You know what? You, you know, I, I I really hate how you're selling yourself short. Like, oh, I'm a small member. You're the guy who sends these fuckers out. You're an officer. No, I'm a, I wouldn't say I'm off. I'm just a small member. But uh, well, 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 <laughs> yeah, why are you so humble, say, bro? Like, come on, you, the world is your audience right now. I, I see. I see. Well, well, yeah. But for me, right now, I the reason why I'm humble right now, I guess, is because I can't. It's because I want to do something really great for myself, right? Like right now, and then I really want to. Ex- for me, there's still more things I want to experience before I can consider myself someone great. That's why, because like I like comparing myself to other people. But even though I know that's a, that's a unhealthy thing to do, because yeah, you're, not you're, you're you're going to die without ever complimenting yourself. That if that's the case. Nah, but don't worry. I, I I compliment myself when I do the job done. That that's what I, that's why I find important. Compliment yourself for coming on the show. Oh yes, I I, I really enjoyed this show. There was a really fun, fun talk. All right, uh, we we have good time. Uh, last minute plugs before we wrap it up. Last minute plugs, huh? If you, uh, if, you, if you don't if you don't plug yourself, I'll plug you for them. So I right, plug me up. Plug me up. Wait, that sounds gay. Wait. Oh, God damn. <laughs> Alright, guys. Renzo Tevez, new host of Strictly Security from Game Dev. Fucking art prodigy. Okay? And also, a uh, dinosaur. 21st century living fossil. Amazing, isn't it? <laughs> he's like... He's uh, like... He's like a, a... What's the name of that character that Robin Williams played? The caveman who was like unfrozen in the modern no. time. Oh, what's his name? What's it called? Oh, fudge. I forgot, but that's yeah. you. You know, yeah, bought back from the past. Don't no not get on the floor. Everyone do the dinosaur. That's oh my. Is that really your outro? Is that a new outro? That's your outro. Oh, okay. Geez. So uh, uh, since Renzo Tevez does not want to seize the moment, he does not want to carpet the DM. I'm going to do it for him. He's a fucking art scholar. I've seen his work. It's fantastic. Um, Pixiv. Uh, uh, say, say you're Pixiv, dude. Dude, I, I told you I'm gonna make a new one soon. So, okay, so he's not very good at marketing himself, unfortunately, so I have to do it for him. Uh, commi- he's taking commissions when he's not busy. I, I've asked him for some stuff, but he hasn't done it yet, like a motherfucker, but he's good. <laughs> the, the, the quality of his work offsets the fact that he doesn't fulfill deadlines, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he's, he's excellent, so yeah, get, he's going to start the company, he's going to do game dev, he's got a lot of stuff for his future, he's a great guy, great addition. Um, we're, we're going to see how well you gel with Bobby after uh, next episode, huh? Um, yeah, I look forward to that. Right, right. Nice, nice, nice. So, last minute plugs. Anything? None? Mm, none, none right now. <laughs> I think you already said everything I was supposed to say. 
send people to Kyoto. I'll take care of them. <laughs> oh, uh, yes. Actually, I think we can send people to Japan. Depends. Depends. I mean, so right I, now... I don't know if... Because, like, Kyoto is weird because there's no airport in Kyoto. They have to go to Kansai Airport and then they have to take uh, a commute all the way to Kyoto. So it's kind of a hassle for people to come here. Uh, but actually, the interesting part is um, we're actually... We have... Uh, Philippines is actually in our... Thing where we are told to prioritize the following countries, which is um, Malaysia, what you call mostly our Asian countries, not really, not even sadly, not really Japan or Korea. We're more meant to prioritize Thailand, Malaysia, why Vietnam. just because it's Southeast Asia, just because you don't need a visa to go there. Um, actually, yeah, because we're trying to get a we're trying to get them to have a boosted tourism which is actually one of the main points we could get we could look for people to participate in which would be really interesting i mean why would you boost tourism you know because like you know japan has a i mean it's not like you're going to advertise their their own attractions for them right like come to japan this is this is the locus of academia in asia you know like kyoto Oh yeah, actually, no, but not, 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 Japan really doesn't need any tourism help, honestly. Oh no, don't, 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 don't go for the tourism, go for, I mean, they do need tourism, by the way, um, the, oh, they do. Uh, there are a lot of industry in Japan that are lacking, I mean, the thing is, because most tourists come here to look at the shit that everyone knows about already, there, there's stuff in Japan that, like, you know, they, that no one knows about that that or that is unfortunately like really looked under the radar um there's also a strong filipino presence in at least in kyoto at least that's my goal that's my job to make it stronger and i or uh so aside from that yeah it's also i mean don't go for the tourism go because you can learn you can definitely learn something we have we have professors from fucking la salle up visiting universities here we have professors at harvard and all of that we, i mean academia is very strong here you'll you'll learn a lot definitely and there's a lot to see and do in kyoto there's stuff in kyoto that no one's ever even dreamed of or heard of that i can show you um also it's got some lonely here uh, lonely, <laughs> lonely in the sense that there's really not a lot of Filipinos here. Kyoto is Kyoto is also you know despite the fact that Kyoto is a very tourist heavy city, it's not yeah. it's not a tourist friendly city. Oh, what do you think about Shinjuku? Shinjuku, Shinjuku. <laughs> I went there. I remember I told you a message. Shin, there. Shinjuku is a Shinjuku. fucking hassle. There's so many people. Ugh. I went there. I told you about my experience yeah, there. You, I met the guy. So, <laughs> oh, so you went to Shinjuku, which is not the best place to go if you're a tourist. Honestly, like, don't go to Tokyo. I, I, uh, Tokyo should be like one of your last stops because if you want to experience Japan, did Kyoto. Kyoto is the way to go, man. Like, uh, I hear, uh, yeah, that's a pretty good. But here, studio, you you guys are getting a studio Ghibli, amusement park soon. It's not in Kyoto. Oh, where's that happening? Kyoto, Kyoto landlords are too strict. It, it might be. I think it's further up north. Wait. Uh, I've heard of. I've heard of this actually. Uh, the Ghibli amusement park. Yeah, I want to go there actually. Me too. It's pretty good. Good childhood, you know. It's it, it's going to come out in twenty twenty two. So. Twenty twenty two. Yeah. Oh, it's it's happening in Aichi. Aichi is where Nagoya is. It's near. It's near me actually. Uh, in Naga Nagakute city. 
Nagakute? Nagakute, yeah. Nagakute. Nagakute, alright. In Aichi Prefecture. Ah, yes. What, what are your favorite food in Japan? What's your cheap go to food? So, 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 since I'm poor, most of my dinners, most, uh, when I'm not eating out, most of the time I eat like shit from 7 Eleven or Lawson. Uh, there's this. Or is it Lawson food good in Japan? Like, as no. compared to here, right? Oh, it isn't. No, I, it's shit. It's convenience store food. It's stuff that gets you by. It's literally it. Um, there, there, there are fast food chains here. Of course, there's the essential McDonald's. Um, <clears throat> uh, and there's a lot of stores like you know um the there's these kind of stores that are twenty four hours. Uh, like Matsuya, Nakal, um, Sukiya. Uh, Yayoiken. Uh, these are like the Teishoku restaurants that stay up till really late at night. Matsu is my favorite. It's 24 hours. They specialize in gyudon. Uh, it's even when everything's closed, Matsuya is there for you. I used to live near one and I'd go there all the time. Uh, aside from that, no, what the students don't have a lot to work with. Um, there's sometimes, uh, uh, the really cheap one that's always fun to go to, even though the food sucks shit, is uh, Saizeria. Uh, shitty Italian. <laughs> I love Saizeria. Uh, um, Saizeria is dog shit, because like, it's either a hit or a miss. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's degenerate food, Saizeria. Um, you, you eat degenerate food if you're a student. No? So for dinner, uh, to, for dinner today, I actually had... Uh, I had, like, some... Pasta with crab. <laughs> That's oh, and, pasta with crab. Yes, I don't. I, I don't know. <laughs> I just decided to get uh, how it. How much did that cost? Five hundred yen. I. That's oh. actually that's a bit tight, man. But I'm on a tight budget right now, so ugh. Ugh. <laughs> let me let me just say ugh. I mean, at least you. I think it's really important sometimes to reward yourself, give yourself a pat on the back when you eat that I, nice I'm meal. I'm not. I'm not. It was not a nice meal of shit, and uh, I, I ate it because I need to eat something because <laughs> I'm hungry. <laughs> oh, I thought you ate it because it was pretty good. That's why uh, I was like, I mean, today also, I I went to Nakao. Um, I I was filming a documentary with my groupmates, and after uh, about an hour or two of filming, we ate there. So, ugh. At least you're honestly. I think you're having fun with your lessons right now. It's a lot more fun there. It's debatable, you know. Like uh, it doesn't help that about like uh, it doesn't help that I have ten reports due and about three of them are due this morning. Cause like for me, like I think on our part, like uh, it's kind of sucks like walking around TAF and then only to find out that eighty percent your lungs already inhaling all that good ass carbon dioxide and your lung probably gained the ability to. Con- convert carbon dioxide into oxygen. We can we kind of gain an immunity for that. That's kind. That's 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 kind of what you do already, though. Oh no 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 I, no! Oh no! It's the other way around. I'm so stupid. <laughs> you, you you convert oxygen to carbon dioxide. Whoops. <laughs> I mean, I I always tell myself that you know the the fact that the air here is so nice kind of offsets the fact that I'm a chain smoker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it kind of does, doesn't it? Like. You just defeated the person. You're just there for the healthy, the healthier air. Mm. But here though, in Japan, it's a lot. It feels a lot better to stand in the sun because, like, when the cool wind touch, 
way it all feels around I, I, I don't know about that. It's cold as fuck now, you know? Like, it's like 4 degrees, 3 degrees right now, and I'm freezing my dick off. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about that. It's nice to stand at the sun bullshit because it's cold as shit right now. I thought you were gonna prefer. I thought you would prefer the cold rather than the heat. For me, I, I prefer any colder. I, I I am used to the cold, but it's kind of sucks because like you know, if it was hot, I could just wear my shorts, a t-shirt, and my flip flops, get out and buy something. But here, if I do that, I'll die in like two seconds. So I have to like wear some layers. It's the only. Sh- and, and also, since it's winter, the sun sets so early. Like by the time it's five p.m., it's pitch black. Yeah pitch black yeah, at, least, at least you have a reason to wear a jacket now like here remember you get judged for wearing a jacket like, uh, yeah a that's, that's, that's true why would you wear a turtleneck you yeah, know, but you know how some people do it for the sake of fashion itself right oh and he, here if you wear a turtleneck you do it because you're hiding hickeys Ooh. Oof. <laughs> so don't do it <laughs> <laughs> so don't buy turtleneck guys <laughs> Oh just don't do it. It's gross. If people see that, it's like, ugh. Yeah, but I remember like there's some uh, family shows that, that always support the turtleneck. It's part of their daily life. Like, what's his name? The Clark Chandler from this famous. Uh, oh, how how is that Friends or How I Met Your Mother? Yeah, I, I think that's Friends. I I don't watch shitty sitcoms. Sorry. I think people. Why not? Uh, how I met your How I met your mother and friends was uh, one of the popular shit, sitcoms. Hey, that's only is good. It sucks. I, I I I couldn't stand like more than three episodes. What uh, watch, watch, I, I watch it Silicon me. Valley, which just recently ended. It was a great ending. Yo, I loved it. I love Silicon Valley. That was pretty good. Oh my god, the finale was amazing. It was. Oh, don't spoil it, man. I'm gonna watch it. It's it's. It's not what you expect. It was a very subversive finale. It was kind of like. It was. It was. It's. It's a. I'll. I'll tell you this though. They managed to get Bill Gates to be. Uh, to do a cameo in the finale. Oh, that's so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh no way! I, 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 I can't I, wait to see that. Um. Who, they got. They. They have a lot of celebrity. Like they have a lot of like. They have like a lot of people do do um cameos in Silicon Valley. Uh, who they did Bill Gates in the finale, no? and oh, they 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 couldn't do um Elon Musk, I think, which is unfortunate. Wait, what? You couldn't get Elon Musk? Uh, they could not get Elon Musk. Yo, but I was been steal though. They, uh, and they also couldn't get Jeff Bezos. They tried to get Jeff Bezos, but they got Bill Gates, so. Yeah, it would work uh, out. That's still a win. That's still a win. Still a win for me. Mm-hmm. It was. It was a. It was a ride. Silicon Valley. Like I'm. I'm not all that upset at the last season. Like I. I was kind of depressed about how Game of Thrones ended, and I, really, you know, f- final seasons are oftentimes also the worst seasons. And I. I don't know. what's a trend I noticed. But, uh, what season are you in already, though? For Game of Thrones? No, for Silicon Valley. Um, I'm still at season one. Oh, you fuck! It's uh, so season six just dropped and, oof, oof, the ending, oof. Let me just say, oof. Oh man, oh, I, I, I am kind of wondering what's happening now. Oh, no, I'll watch it. Well, maybe we should do we should do a talk like what are the best series depending on your uh depending on a certain genre. That would be a fun talk. Um, yeah, we can do that next time. Yeah, 
Yeah, that'll be a good. Yeah, that's cued in the in the line for things to talk about, now. Uh, Bobby wants to get enlightened with Buddhism in the next one. Oh yes, we'll, we'll do Buddhism. Well, yeah. I'm not, I'm not uh, quite for it, but I will ask a lot of questions. Well, so I'm I, oh, well yeah, the, the the whole shtick of this show of Stoicism occurred was that it's pseudo academic. Now, we we sort of like talk because like a, a lot of the most interesting things in the world are honestly things that you pick up doing rigorous reading for academia. Uh, stuff like what I discussed about Rollo May and Carl Jung is stuff that people who are out, you know, that stuff you learn in psychology and like the deeper echelons of psycholo- psychology. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, the, the whole point is to make it not boring, make it fun. So if you look at our old episodes, a lot of it is very academic in the sense that um, it's intellectually rigorous, but it's still fun, fun to listen to. It doesn't get dry. That's true. I get. Actually, I found out a lot of really fun stuff on the internet are actually pseudo academic stuff related. Mm-hmm. Uh, those things are really easy to get hooked on because, like, first you set the appeal, then you get you gather the use the audience uh, interest, then you talk about really interesting stuff, and you realize at the end of the video you actually uh, mem- memorize it a lot faster than your usual uh, lessons, right? Yeah, yeah. Because like, because the thing is, uh. It's not how much you teach, it's how you teach, I think. Because I, I think also that the reason why people fail at college is because they don't have a personal connection to what they're learning. And that's True. something that that's something that people develop almost too late in life. Like, I'm fortunate to have developed it really early. I, I'm really good at... I, I'm, a ver- I'm a very big advocate for this, right? Like, being able mm. to just take... Take 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 shit that ostensibly you don't care about and manage to make yourself care about it. It's like you synthesize it to your general framework. So it's like I I took a geography class. It's like the fuck geography. But but then I had I had to find the way to make myself care about geography. So since I'm somebody who's like really into philosophy, I'm like, hmm, how does philosophy and geography coexist? How does it work out? And I'm not gonna get into it because we're almost out of time. But yeah. At the end of the day, I managed to like geography enough to get a B in the class. <laughs> actually, that, you know that really relates actually to the concept that your brain will really, if your brain really likes some, if you really like something, your brain will realize it's important and then easily memorize that. It's that's basically yeah, you know, and you can actually do that through personal uh, relate. <laughs> Two personal relations. Like I, I, most of my friends, uh, a lot of my friends are smart as shit, but they're failing, and they fail because they don't care. So they tell, I tell them, you know what, you, 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 you tell yourself to care, and they're like, fuck off with that shit, Kobe. Like, what are you saying? And I'm like, it's like this. <laughs> let me, let me tell you. It takes practice, honestly, because you know some people are, they're still kids, they're still fucking children, and children are not you know you expect to watch other children you get disappointed but yeah in a nutshell that's it's something that i think people learn how to do really well by the time they graduate and when you're mm. a, and when you're a people who are phd students are required to do this like Ooh, the, the that pe- sounds fun. Pe- people who write phds are so good in so many different fields it's insane so respect actually to those i look guys. forward to that yeah yeah i do like my gosh, I really, I really respect those guys who risk it all just to make a good achievement. PhDs are academic rock stars, you know. You respect them. They go big or they go home. Those fucking PhD guys, like they're uh, they're the rock stars. And I do see myself trying to get one maybe in the future because um, I might. I do see myself. I don't really see myself working corporate. 
script, right? Like I, I do see myself either teaching or writing something. Uh, at the end of the day, I don't think I'll have a stable job, but not that's not a bad thing necessarily. I, I might be like one of those stay-at-home authors or something. Uh, that's not a bad thing. That's actually pretty cool. Like, and of course, I I do want to I do want to be a very family-oriented kind of guy. So, uh, you can oh, yeah, you, that... you can you can leave the kids with me. I'll take care of them. <laughs> actually, that would be pretty good because like uh, a lot of people nowadays don't really uh, don't really value. Some people don't really value um family relations, but it's actually really mm. important. I don't want to waste. I don't want to waste my days right doing something I don't care about. Right. So if it's not my own business, I'd I'd rather just do it doing something that I really like doing, like at home or with people that I really like being around with, like my family. So mm. yeah, yeah, that's true. You gotta spend time with those you really enjoy it with. That's how I think. That's how people should really spend time. Hmm. Definitely, yeah. Uh, I think that's a good note to end on, yeah. So, uh, yeah. any last words? Um, uh, I hope I hope you guys enjoyed this. Pretty fun, pretty tell, fun talk. Tell me, guys, what you think about Tevis replacing Joe? Just kidding, I don't care. Uh, <laughs> you guys can complain about it. Don't complain about it. I won't read uh, it. No, wait. So, <laughs> actually, I think I want to ask them Kobe something. If oh, there's any you guys want to talk about, you should just uh. Leave a message. That 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 would be pretty good. We can you know what? You know, we we've been nineteen or so episodes in, and we've never considered that people might have something they want us to talk about. Uh, yeah. Tempest mentioned that his friends wanted to do a live hangout kind of thing with the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm glad that our listeners, our audience base, is actually trying to be active because you know we've got like before before our market share got deleted um we got uh, we got we had like 600 or so unique listeners or something and that was really interesting uh so it would be nice yeah if our listeners were more active now it gives me the illusion that we're still on top somewhere so yeah 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 um if you're an old listener and you found this episode because the one that you followed suddenly disappeared and you had to find this one i'm sorry but yeah (laughs) so yeah that's enough that's it that's all Goodbye. Yeah, bye bye.